37 Disney Street, which isn't far from you, three Disney fans have watched a film which they will now review. Hello friends and welcome to 37 Disney Street. We're having a festive break from the classics for a few weeks and this week we're going to look at 1999's straight to video release Once Upon a Christmas. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Shut up. <laughs> if I see the same toys again I'll go out of my mind. I'm Chris Fletcher. These boys are just enjoying my cooking. I'm Lucy Rain. Hey there's a madman on the ornament. Hello children. I'm Hugh Rain. Well, hi, everybody. I'm really impressed. We all managed to find quotes from that film at a moment's <laughs> notice then. Yeah. It's eminently yeah. quotable. Yeah. Well, can, yeah. Can you think of another one? Who could forget that old classic? Um, ooh, a case would be nice for that harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get on T-shirts. I mean, it works on so many levels. That's the thing. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> can, can I just say before we start? Um, well, it's Christmas for, for, for beginners. You know, we've got mm. a uh, gingerbread candle on the go. It smells amazing. I've mulled some wine. It smells amazing. Uh, you've you've microwaved some pre-mulled Excuse wine. Excuse me, what do you call that? Yeah, he has oh, done it in a pan. He did it on a hob. Oh, yeah, he did it on a hob. It was pre-mulled, though. You haven't been faffing around with cinnamon sticks, have you? The, no. The pre-mulled stuff tastes better anyway. Listen, I made... you. Ungrateful little sod. <laughs> anyway, you don't really like it, so you're keeping just, it you, real. You, you don't really like it. You've, it's you've, warm you've, in my hands. Stop interrupting. Yeah, <laughs> that's my job. Um, you've just got one cup. Chris got one cup because he's uh, he's driving later. I don't know where he's going because he does live here at Thirty Seven Disney Street. And uh, I'm going to have the rest of the um, the pan. I, this seems a little bit unfair to me. Look, when you when you're measuring your alcohol in pans, you know you've got a bit of a problem. Yeah. <laughs> We've got some news, actually. We have some news? Yeah, not Ooh. us. Not us. We're not Ooh. about to surprise you with something. No, no nothing like that. Uh, but you know about it. I do. Uh, we are all involved, the listeners might be interested to know, in a show called The Producers next, next year. Yeah. Chris, it's exciting, isn't it? Who are you playing, Chris? I'm playing um, um, Max Bialystok. It's only like one of the main parts. The main part, it's I would say. It's the main part. Yeah. Or are you trying to sell that to yourself? No, no. It's, uh, <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's, there's Bloom as well. The kind of It's kind of 55-45, isn't it, in your favour? Yeah, I, I get... Uh, having done this part before, I get two parts of the show where I'm not on stage and they're both doing his numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but apart and, from that, I'm on stage all the time. And I'll be playing Roger Debris. It's one of the main parts. Yeah, it's a, a principal role. And who's, who's going to be uh, bossing us around and telling us yep. where to put our feet? I'm going to be whipping them into shape. I'm the choreographer. Luckily, so, I don't have to do too much dancing. I know, so you're you saying, get away with it. Hugh, I've, I can I've got to teach you to mince, so that should take all of five minutes. <laughs> I've done it before. He knows how to mull. Well, it's a good start. <laughs> oh, indeed. Yeah. Uh, also, actually, I've just remembered... Uh, I've got a Christmassy snack. I tried to get snowballs, but um, Asda, oh. Asda doesn't do them. What? I looked all round by the tea cakes, the uh, that's the marshmallow, biscuity, chocolatey covered things. To those not, who not the know. bread buns that not the people bread, not like the to call other things. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like to have fake arguments. But I got uh, mm-hmm. some um, Oreo snowy and robed there. They sound en- good. Enrobed. It just I do like my it just means enrobed. they've been covered in white chocolate. Mm. I've been curious to try enrobed Oreos for some time now. Well, now's your. Chance to shine. I just heard a, a bump from upstairs at 37 Disney Street. It's either the, the kids in the nursery or it's uh, Santa falling off the roof. I'll just be a moment. Oh, I hope it's Santa. Wouldn't you love it if it was Santa? Oh, I would. Is she doing a skit? I, I don't know. I hope so. I think we should manage expectations. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> or maybe it will. I think we might have to go to hospital in a minute if, if it is one of the kids. And... Oh, yeah, or we'll have to insert something that we've recorded later. Oh, yeah, like just put some... Lift music, and elevator music for a few string seconds. it together. Yeah, that could be quite fun actually. I might do that anyway. Yeah, we just put it under score it. Maybe we should. While we eat some biscuits, noisily. Yeah. I like this as an idea. So here goes the Oreo. Hmm. Hmm. That's nice. Yeah. I had some feedback um, about the show recently. Uh oh. I know. I was going to mention this. Is it from my wife? Is it about us eating on uh, mic? No. Oh, it's not about us eating on mic. It's about us talking about licorice. Apparently, we got off topic quite a lot. 
in the Mary Poppins episode, and we're talking about food an awful lot. But I think we talk about food quite often, don't we? Yeah, I think, you know, who doesn't want to know about licorice? Exactly. So to <laughs> save us from departing into food, I just wanted to say, Oreos, they're like an American biscuit, a cookie, sorry, an American cookie, aren't they? Yeah. That have found their way over to the UK. Um, and they've been around for quite a while now. But suddenly all these different versions are turning up, I guess because of the Cadbury's. Yeah, all sorts of different flavours. But also, it's one of those weird foods that people start to refer to it as a flavour in its own right. You know, you get Oreo ice cream and Oreo... Mm-hmm. You know, shakes and like stuff dime. like that. Which I've, I've never really understood that because they're very well, plain biscuits. Yeah, but it's not a flavour, it's just Oreos. It's branding, yeah. Put into an ice cream or a milkshake. Yeah, when no, I, I agree. A, when I was a kid, I always loved watching like, when when they were in the films on, in, in America. So, like, don't they eat them in big? Do they eat them in big? And they, they always like break them in half and scrape all the icing off and let mm-hmm. eat all the icing and then chuck the biscuits down and don't eat the biscuits. And I always wanted to do that. And now I've tried Oreos and I've done that. I think they're better when you just eat them whole. I agree. You can't beat a bourbon, though. No. Wasn't it the advert where the, where that girl was telling her dad how to eat it? She's like, first you twist it, then you lick it, then you dunk it. Yeah. She's like, so wrong. Who came up with these rules? Now, it's nuts, isn't it? We said there'd not be a lot to say about this film. I that, don't think that was a weird be. sentence, wasn't it? But um, <laughs> uh, do you think we've padded enough? <laughs> I don't know. Um, maybe we should make the food section. Maybe we should do a jingle for it and make it make it into a feature. And then the person who gave us feedback, my wife, can skip that bit next time mm-hmm. she's listening. I thought it'd be complaints about chewing on Mike because uh, there's been at least two episodes where you sound like you've got something. In your, oh, I did it very your, deliberately in though. your mouth. <laughs> He's got a mouthful. Yeah, I'm trying not to do that today. Maybe, although. As we've already said, I don't think it's going to take us long to talk about this uh, particular film. So maybe it will. Maybe. Well, shall I tell you how long my segment's going to take? Your facts. Go on. My facts. Is it just um, called Lucy's Fact this week? I've been doing this. How many episodes? <laughs> it's have called we done? Once Upon Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Thank you. How Sorry. many episodes have we done of this? Like sort of twenty-two, twenty. Yeah, we're years, nearly up to six months now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So we've done quite a lot. And for every episode, I scour my Disney encyclopedia, Walt's biography, the Wikipedia page, IMDb page, and there's lots of documentaries on YouTube, and I can find a Nothing. barrel full of facts. Mm. I did the same thing for this absolute gem, and this is what I came up with. Released in 1999 on VHS and DVD. Yeah, and... Narrated by Kelsey Grammer. I got that, which I found a bit weird because, you know, he's um, Sideshow Bob, but quite enjoyed it. He's got a very warm voice, hasn't he? He's got such a Christmassy voice, I didn't mm. realise until I heard mm. it. Mm. He has played Scrooge before, rather unsuccessfully, I would say. He mm. wasn't Scroogey enough because he's got a twinkle in his eye. Mm, he just, he just, he wasn't right. Was it that, that musical one? Yeah, I think so. Mm. It's like a TV film. I've one. only kind of seen like 10 minute segments of I, it. I don't believe in non-musical versions of A Christmas Carol unless it's Mickey's Christmas Carol. Wow, that is very, very specific. Mm-hmm. So is that all your facts done? That is my facts. To make up for it, I have a couple of Easter eggs. Okay. Ooh, Easter eggs. At mm. Christmas. I cannot wait. And, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tease you. I'm gonna drop them in when they become relevant. Okay. I'm not gonna blow my load at the beginning of the podcast. I've got you know. So extraordinary sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so do we want to throw ourselves into this, or do you want to talk about anything else to do with Christmas or straight to video releases like this one? Well, can I say this is kind of relevant to this? To me, Christmas morning, 1980s style is. Uh, not just Christmas morning, sorry, all of December is watching these kind of cartoons yeah. on television on a Saturday morning. Now, I do appreciate that this was not released when we were children, but it may as well have been. That's the way I look at mm. it. it. This is exactly what I think about when I think about Christmas. There, there was this thing uh, when I was a kid in the early 90s, late 80s, where you'd get up when it was still dark on Christmas morning and maybe your parents wouldn't be up yet. Yeah. And maybe it was uh, Christmas Eve as well, perhaps. Um, and you go downstairs, and it was usually Channel Four. You'd put you'd put that on about six a.m., and there'd be these weird woodland creature-based cartoons <laughs> that weren't sort of like a franchise or anything, and not normally. Uh, although the, the raccoons was one of them, and I think that was the pilot. Oh, I love and, the raccoons. And, and, but I think it was the pilot episode. It was a Christmas special. That's by the by. 
So you'd be watching these weird, like, one-off cartoons about Christmas and woodland creatures, and you'd feel like you were the only person in the world watching it. And I absolutely love that. Yeah. And it's funny because I don't, I can't recall what you're talking about, so maybe you were the only person in the world maybe watching it. Maybe I was. No, but I was a, a morning person right into my teens, my mid-teens, whereas my brother and my mum and dad were sleeping till noon if they can get away with it. So I was often kind of up and roaming the house. Yeah, I still am. That's made me sad. Yeah. Do you know, do you know I, I have a similar memory to, to what you're describing there um, when it comes to the Brave Little Toaster. I feel like I'm the only person in the world who's seen it, and I know I'm not. It's just mm-hmm. you don't get it anywhere now. There's, I'm, I'm no. hoping, I'm guessing Disney Plus will have it. In fact, if you're in America and you're listening to this, is that and you've a got Disney, Disney film? Plus, yeah, it is. It, it, is it? It's, it's Pixar, really, isn't it? it, was, it was, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's John Lasseter. I did not know that. I have mm-hmm. seen it. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. So I'm really hoping it'll be on Disney Plus. Um, you, you US folks, let us know. Um, the UK date for Disney Plus has been 29th of March. 31st of 30, March. I meant 31st. I don't know why I said 29th. I was thinking in my head, last day of March. That isn't the 29th. Mm. That's frustratingly far away, given I'm already seeing spoilers for the Mandalorian. That's my birthday. I know. I'm not too fussed about spoilers for stuff because they never really spoil things for me. I managed mm. to not see any of Game of Thrones, and when I watched it, it was all. Same. Um, it's more more firmer, fine. really. You know, when you... Because I am looking forward to Mandalorian and I'm looking forward yeah. to the Imagineering, Imagineering got, documentary. And when I'm seeing yeah. other people watching them... And we've got I'm four like, and a half months to wait. Yeah. So, uh. Yeah, but then I, I guess... And I keep saying this, but I, I feel quite hipster about it because I'm, I've got Disney Life and I've been using that for like four years now and, and it's got pretty much all the... Um, the base Disney films on there. It might not have all the Star Wars stuff and all the Marvel stuff, but it's got an awful lot of the other things. Mm. So I don't feel like I'm missing out. You know, I've been able to watch DuckTales when it was new straight away. I can can watch all the Disney Junior things. Well, we've been relying on Now TV, haven't we? And very slowly over the last couple of months, just taken all the Disney away Mm. from it. Yeah, we're starting to, we're having to rent them more and more on YouTube or Amazon We we essentially had every Disney film that we wanted on Now TV. Now they've all gone to get us ready for Disney Plus, but they've not given us Disney Plus yet. And I watch a lot of uh, YouTube channels dedicated to Star Wars and stuff, and I'm going to have to skip all the Mandalorian episodes. Yes. Mm. Yeah, new rock stars. My friend actually offered me a link to watch it because his American friend finds a way of getting it to him. But uh, <laughs> it's a bit grubby. I disagree with that kind of yeah that kind of play. Because where do you stop? I mean, you know, one well, minute it's that, the next minute it's yeah. robbing old ladies. Grand Theft Auto, I think, yeah. is the next step. Mm-hmm. Hard drugs. Yeah. Dead in a gutter. Yeah. So all because all before Disney Plus comes to the UK. You couldn't wait to watch <laughs> The Mandalorian it ruined your life. You don't yeah. want that to be the tale. Well, that'd be a lesson. So, shall I read the uh, the blurb on the back of the DVD? Do it. This is how <laughs> this is how desperate we are. Okay, you ready? <laughs> is it going to give us some more facts? Did Lucy? Did you read the back of the blurb? I pro- I'm not. I'm just going to read. The, I'm just going to read the first couple of sentences. You ready? Yes. Disney's biggest stars shine in a magical all-new movie, sure to become a holiday classic. Mickey, Minnie, and their famous friends, Goofy, Donald, Daisy, and Pluto, gather together to reminisce about love, magic, and surprises in three wonder-filled stories of Christmas past. I feel like you should have had more of a pause between all the names um, for effect, so well, let's introduce them. You can add those in post. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. <laughs> like, or maybe you can just drop this in. Goofy, Donald, Daisy, and Pluto. That's it. That's perfect. I love that. Thank you. I'm not going to put it in. I'm going to leave it just like it is because I'm that lazy. I should have also said this holiday season. (laughs) Okay. So we're in 1999. We're smack bang in the middle of the Michael Eisner era, which means they know how to make money. They've got money to spend on making more money. That's what they do when Michael Eisner's in charge, basically. Um... It's the sort of birth time of a little bit of CG. Well, it's not the birth of CG. CG is well and truly there. Mm. But they've got a bit of, you know, CG bells mixed in with 2D Christmas trees, which bit jarring. I'm still talking about the intro. bit jarring to my eyes. Not too keen. But all that is made sweet, sugary sweet, by the beautiful, velvety voice of Kelsey Grammer. Oh, bless him. I'm listening. Mm. <laughs> That was that was good. Was it? Uh, well, it was it was all right. I like it when he says, um, 
uh, when they say, oh, are you Fraser Crane? And he goes, guilty as charged. <laughs> He's someone I want to read me bedtime stories all the time. Him and Lovejoy. <laughs> Lovejoy. Uh, Ian, Ian McShane? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Good old Ian. Um, so it's a good choice in my mind. And they tie these three completely different tales together by three gifts under the tree. Mm-hmm. So let's start talking about our first story. It's a boat. It's a boat. The first gift it's is a boat. It's a boat. And I can't remember. I haven't written down what the actual thing was called. Uh, Groundhog Day at Christmas. Yeah. I, think yeah. <laughs> I made that same uh, conclusion. But it, no, it's called... Um, oh. Oh, yeah. It's called Donald Duck Stuck on Christmas. Oh, stuck because it keeps happening again and again. Mm. Oh, that's clever. But was it spelled stuck S-T-U-C-K or S-D-U-C-K? If I was Huey, Dewey and Louie, I'd be calling my agent over that. I'd be saying, why don't we have top billing? Well, yeah. I've, I've put or Groundhog Christmas, as, Groundhog you, as, Christmas. as you also yeah. pointed yes. out. Yes. Can I just say, uh, just, just to pop back a second, uh, I don't think we made the connection. We were talking about those sort of cosy Christmas things, uh, you know, those, those early morning cartoons. And I think our point was that this kind of has that feel about it. It does have yeah. that vibe, yeah. yeah. The, the feel that Nobody's watching this. <laughs> really? Nobody's watching this. I, I've watched this a lot over the years. Did you? I have. And I realised when we were watching it, I, I've only seen... Um, I've only seen a bit of it. I've, I've definitely seen the last one, the, the Mickey story. And I've seen a, a bit of the first one I thought I had, but I thought it was set in like uh, 19th century or something. Maybe even 18th century, I don't know. The, this is... Lucas's second favourite Christmas film. George Lucas? Yes. No, Lucas's. Oh, your son. Yes. Uh, Would you like to hazard a guess at what his number one favourite Christmas film is? Oh. Well, I would say say Muppets, but he's he's put the bar pretty low with his number two, so I'm not entirely sure. (laughs) Listeners, Chris has a twinkle in his eye, like it's going to be something awful. Die Hard. Oh, no. He's six years old. Well, you never know these days. Santa Claus the movie. It's it's twice upon a Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Mickey's twice upon a Christmas. That's his favourite. Yep, yep. It's his favourite. In fact, he was gutted when he watched this back. Although, uh, when we'll talk about the scorings later, he was gutted when he watched this back because it didn't have the uh, the cartoons in that he wanted it to have in, which are the ones from the terrible 3D Twice Upon a Christmas. Oh. Yeah, it's not terrible. I just don't like the... Um, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse style 3D. No, I don't. It's very. uh, It's too bright. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what? We'll do it next year. Yes, we will. Um, Have we finished talking about this then? (laughs) I haven't got much more to say. It's (laughs) no. Do you know what? I really like it. I really like it. I'm not Mm. going to say that it's you know War and Peace or anything like that. But it's. it's, I've put it on. I I bought it when it first came out. Well. Not when it first came out. I started working at the Disney store in 2000. So I got my staff discount then. I bought it then. And it's just, it's one of those things, you know, you're wrapping presents. I want to stick something on while yep. I wrap presents. On it goes. It's easy. It's cosy. It's familiar. It's really cosy. It is. And this, it, it kicks off with a really nice story as well. I think I think the whole, the repetition of it, the lessons that they learn as they go along, go through the... The story. I mean, it is. It's Groundhog Day, isn't it? Yeah. And the, I like the, the story. You've, is you've got the chipmunks as little chipmunks. Yeah, Because yeah. we're so used to seeing them in um, Tailspin and not Tailspin. Rescue Rangers. Chip and Dale. Rescue Rangers. But, yeah. but but they are small size though. I know, but you kind of because it's so focused on them, and there's not other characters as much. You, they kind of seem all, big. Yeah, yeah. Whereas here, you've got them living in a tree, and you know, so that's nice. Riding a train. Mm. But the story is Huey, Dewey, and Louie, uh, much like Roy Wood, wish it was Christmas every day. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, and by day three, they're fed up of it. But on day one, mm-hmm. they weren't very good ducks, were they? They, no, were, they, they were naughty good. ducks. They, they were, were naughty, spoiled ducks. They were inconsiderate ducks, weren't inconsiderate, they? Inconsiderate, entitled. They weren't naughty, naughty, and Donald wasn't furious with them no. when they went to bed. They just they'd pushed the luck a little bit. They had. Mm. They'd got overexcited, uh, yeah. with the and and they'd, they'd lost the true meaning of Christmas. I think they had. But you know what? It's nice at the end that they learn the true meaning of Christmas. They do. They do. And they go and they want to kiss 
the uh, the ant. I liked and, that. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Because mm. one day we'll be old ants and, and people won't want to kiss us anymore either. Yeah, I remember my aunt Lily wanted a kiss uh, every time we left. Um, so she was my great aunt Lily. And uh, I always made a thing like, ooh, ooh, I don't want to kiss. But then when I knew she was coming to the end, I always took, yeah. took that kiss because, yeah. you know, I thought... Well, Sympathy kiss. <laughs> no, I just thought, well... Well, I, you know, I just, I just knew. I was, I was yeah, only young, about yeah. ten or something, but I knew that, you know, mm. it's, it was, it was time to play along. Mm. 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 Oh, what a nice little boy you were. That mm-hmm. is very nice. Mm. Yeah, it's. I'm going to be slightly cynical. Um, the repetitive nature was good for the story. It will also have been very cheap to make. Oh yeah, because a, a lot, lot of, of those yeah. shots are reused over and over again. I bet they'd absolutely hit the goal. I bet they made it in a week. But that doesn't take away from it. It's a familiar story. It works. Um, it's it's the recognisable voices as well. I mean, mm. it's it's not just like everybody's childhood. You know, when we go back to the classics and what what Mickey was like in the past. It, it's the those eighties staple TV shows that, that you used to watch. And and for like Lucas now, it's the same people doing the voices for this that are doing the voices for for Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or Mickey's mm. Roast to Races and stuff. So that they're, they're instantly recognisable. It's not. Kermit the Frog's changed his voice again. Oh, it's, it's, uh, yeah. oh dear. <laughs> Controversially. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. What Yeah. What a good gig. Just, yeah. been, just been goofy. What do yeah. you do? I'm goofy. Pete, that's the one I think I'd like. Sometimes you, you can you can think that people's voices might change a bit, but he just, he's so consistent because it's the same guy, obviously, but yeah. um, stands out. They never age these people. No, they don't appear to, do they? No. Well, look, look at, um, what's her face, Jodie... The Little Mermaid, Ariel. Yeah. She's, she's yeah. been doing that gig forever and she's still singing just as well as she always has done. Yeah, what's about the lady who is Bart Simpson? I mean, she's like... Nancy Cat, yeah. right? Nancy Cat, right, that's right. Oh, yeah, that is. Because mm. it was always a bit weird that it was a woman in her 30s, but surely it's a woman in her 50s by now. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Strange. Anyway. Cool. I would <laughs> say that's going off topic, but that is now a Disney... Um, Franchise, isn't it? It so is, it is. We can well, talk about it. Yeah, so like once we've exhausted all the films, <laughs> we're going to go through every, <laughs> every episode, episode of The, the Simpsons. Simpsons. <laughs> Some people are already doing that. Oh, yeah. Uh, There's a podcast called Talk Simpsons. All right. Mm. Cool. Uh, I don't know if they're any good, but check them out. Well, if it's, it's um, Laser Time Network, and most of their podcasts are really good, actually. So I, I would say it probably is quite good, if you want to know about okay. Simpsons. There you go. Recommendation for you. Yeah. So that brings us on to a very goofy Christmas then, I guess. I think this is my favourite of the three. What I love about this... I'm the opposite of that. What I I love about this is I watched it with Lucas the other day and uh, he's been having a bit bit of doubts recently, bless him, about whether Santa really exists. And so he watched this with a curious eye Hmm. um, and got to the end of it and, and... when Santa appeared and he and he got his snowballs and stuff, he said, "So Santa does exist," and he was yeah. really happy and relieved about it. But on that, I don't like it in these things where there's any suggestion that he might not exist because it plants the seed. I agree. Exactly. I completely yeah. agree. With and that. I was I was uncomfortable and I was watching Bonnie as we were watching it, and I just thought, like, even if the reveal is, of course, he exists, you know, why have that thought out there? That, and that's and, why and, and they do that a lot in uh, TV and film. Mm. I, I've been very cautious about that in the past, um, but on this occasion I wasn't. Um, and for anybody out there, obviously we're discussing this. Obviously Santa does exist. It's just you know this quite often happens in these programs where they do kind of sow the seed and make you doubt it. And and it's not nice to doubt it, is it? It's, no. And it's not nice for for the kiddies to think it, it he might not exist when he does. I found it quite difficult to watch on, on Max's behalf. And it's it's when he's so happy to see Santa and he jumps his knee and then he finds out it's his dad because it's like a double betrayal. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's betrayal of Santa and it's his dad who's done it. It's it's difficult. But I think it's the most complex story. I think it's the funniest in many ways. Goofy is my favourite of the Fab Five, mm. which is a recent turnaround, I have to say. I used to hate him. I didn't know what he was. I thought he was grotesque. But I've really grown to love Goofy <laughs> recently. And I just love how obscenely 90s this is. 
mainly yeah. because it starts in a shopping mall and as we know anything of any worth that happened in the 90s happened in a shopping mall yeah absolutely right but also i mean i, I didn't grow up with the uh, max or the goof troop or whatever it was so yeah. uh, when i see him i don't I don't want to say i don't like him it's just i don't get it it's like i was never raised on the the music of queen so I'm not not interested in Queen. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, it's no, like yeah, Matt want to see Max. I'm like, oh, he's not he's not mine. I mean, I'm probably of the age where he could have been, but but when I see him, he's just like he's just like this cool dated character. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do know what you mean. I, I, what I like about it as well is is that he realizes before the end of it all, he realizes actually my dad's really unhappy here, and I want to make my dad happy. So all this stuff, however I'm feeling, doesn't really matter. So mm. he goes out of his way to fix things, and. Regardless of, of whether it turns out Santa exists or not, and then mm. the icing on the cake is that it does still exist, and that Pete gets all the snow blown over onto his head. Yeah. So I, I quite I, I I like it, but I agree it's an uncomfortable <laughs> one to watch with your kids. But do you know when that happened? Uh, watching it with my kid, um, um, when Pete yeah Pete shouts, "Where are my presents?" and then Santa's sleigh blows the snow all over him. <clears throat> Bonnie said, "There's your present." <laughs> 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 Brilliant. Did you know that Goofy does his uh, his classic Goofy scream three times in this? Does he really? You know the... You like that scream, don't you? I do. I've heard Susie mention that. Our friend Susie. Uh-huh. She likes a Goofy scream. You brought it up a few times on the podcast. Well, yeah, because it was in uh, one of the package films, wasn't mm. it? I like the classic Indiana Jones-style hijinks that he gets up to at the beginning. <laughs> uh, chasing the postman. Or whatever he's doing. Hmm. Um, there are two of my... I, there's only three Easter eggs. I won't get excited. But two of them are in this segment. Mm-hmm. One is the flamingos that are on the lawn as he's chasing across the lawn are from Fantasia 2000, which was in development at this ah. point. And my favourite Disney Christmas film is Beauty and the Beast and Enchanted Christmas. We will do that next year too. Um, but, um, you might. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make you watch it, guys. Start, I have start your own podcast. I've watched it, and I did quite enjoy it. Laura really likes it. Um, Angelique, the the little uh, interior designing angel, mm. she was a Christmas ornament in this. Oh. Mm. See, this. I was hoping you were gonna say that the poster of Max's bedroom of the snowboarder, and it just says "shred," was some kind of Easter egg, but it's just a poster that says "shred." Yeah. Oh. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah. So, Mickey and Minnie, what's that called? Well, I was just going to say, uh, just the final point on, oh, yeah. uh, on the Goofy one is... Um, I was going to say, do you know what? It's nice at the end that they learn the true meaning of Christmas. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mickey and Minnie, then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking up what that's Mickey called. Mickey and Minnie's The, oh. the Gift of He's the got, Magi. He's got it. That's it, The Gift of the Magi. It's mm. nice, isn't it? Wait, I've never seen you pull that face before. <laughs> what is that face? She did. She pulled that face when we when we started scoring uh, Haunted Mansion. <laughs> I was just wondering what the Magi was. I mean, I know what a Magi is, but I don't remember there being one. In this, in, in this. this, it's like um, it's based on the story of that, isn't it? Oh, is it? I'm saying this, yeah, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> Will someone enlighten me? Because uh, no, a magi is usually like a um, kid's spelling mistake no, for magic. Well, yeah. it, somebody's going to tell me I'm totally wrong. I might have to look this up in a second, but it, it's like a, a figure. We've all grabbed our phones. A figure <laughs> in authority who's kind of a little bit mystic. It's like a, you know, a shaman or something. Okay. A magi. That's what I thought. All right. But. Tell me if I'm wrong, because that's just come out out of the back of my rather dusty filing cabinet of a brain. I'm happy for that to be the right answer. Let's make that the right answer. So Hugh, then in yeah. which case... Hugh's just fact-checking for us. He'll come back In which case, time. what is the gift of the Magi in this film? The... Each other. Oh, do you know what? Okay. I, um... That makes sense. I suspected this, but... They're the, they're the, white, they're the wise men, aren't they? Oh, oh okay. Ah, and it's okay. one of those annoying things. Do you know when you watch a quiz show and they give you the answer and you go, oh, I was, was going to say that. And you, you know, and the person's like, yeah, whatever, mate. Yeah. But I was going to say that and I didn't. And now I'm annoyed. So, oh. so my figure of authority who's a little bit mystic was kind of 
half three correct. figures of authority. Yeah. The, the kind of mystic and on camels. Had that in there. Okay, so uh, this is sweet. It's lovely. Because Mickey wants to buy Minnie a chain for a watch <laughs> and Minnie wants to buy Mickey a case um, for his hand. Boy, do they labour that fact. Yeah, they do. they're <laughs> sussing each other out and like, when do you ever go, ooh, that's a nice harmonica. A case would be nice for that, <laughs> right? Mm. Oh, that's a nice, uh, was it watch? Watch, yeah. Oh, wouldn't a chain be nice for that? Mm-hmm. And then at the end, mm-hmm. Mickey, aren't you going to play some music? I wish I could, but I sold it. <laughs> I'm an idiot. What but, time is it? So this, oh, yeah. It's time for you to open your present. <laughs> so they spend the whole short story trying to get money and earn money and make money to buy these very thoughtful gifts. Why they wait till Christmas Eve, I don't know, but we'll leave that just Oh, come there. on, they're quite blatantly on, uh, like, under hardship, aren't they? They're, yeah. They're not wealthy. And in fact, that's the theme of the entire film. The really, house is knackered. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But no, but my point is, if he if he just had to sell one more Christmas tree or get one more day's yeah, wages, yeah. then that that kind of could have been figured in a few weeks. He earlier. should have sold that Christmas tree in June. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but and they're beset with problems. But then at the end, he pawns his harmonica to buy the chain, and she oh, which... pawns a watch to buy the harmon to it's buy the case. It's a good twist, actually. It's quite clever. It is. Yeah. So they both end up with the chain and the case, but no harmonica and no watch, and you're like, oh no. But is that, that this story of the Magi, is this, have they just nicked that? Or, or is, is this really clever writing? I have absolutely no idea. Hmm. I mean, let, let's let's look at the, uh, the other elements on display. Was there clever writing in the other two? Episodes, um, yeah, it's not bad. Okay, in which case I'm going to say yes. Actually, you know very what? Intelligent. I don't think they'll all have been written by the same person. Do you know what? I'm just going to up my story <laughs> score just by one there. Am I interested? <laughs> so, what what I what I do like? Yeah, I am. Um, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> what I do like about all three of these stories together is is that kind of story of hardship. You got um, Donald, who's um, this there's something he'd really like and he hasn't got it and the way the kids like take apart I mean it's a little bit ungrateful but it turns out to be the right thing to do they take their secret sled presents and hack them to pieces and make a boat out of it for Donald and he gets what he wants mm. that way and um, Goofy goes and helps out his friends who are really struggling and and that's why he's caught as Santa because mm. he's trying to do something nice for people and, and Mickey and Minnie they don't have two cents to rub together so they go off and do these things separately and it all ends up being like that but then they all come together at the end right at the end mm. all of them together and sing Christmas songs and then blend them together in a really weird way but you know what it's nice at the end mm. that they learn the true meaning of Christmas they do don't they it's true they do there's a theme are you deliberately playing along here because you know I've said that three times and you're, I know exactly and, and, you're, yeah. and your reaction has been exactly the same <laughs> each time have I just spoiled it because yeah. He's too good an actor, listeners. I, I can't figure him out sometimes. Did you notice I'd said that three times? I did, yes. Oh. It was just really obvious and I shouldn't have pointed it out. No, it, it was a nice thread. It was a callback. <laughs> um, I, I would say it was a, a, about as laboured yeah. as the bit when Mickey and Minnie are talking about their different presents and whether well, or not they'd look, like a case for their harmonica. on that, I have a bit of a problem with the 90s Mickey Mouse. Because, well, no... Not that much of a problem because this is a, the Mickey that I recognise from growing up. But he's I always struck me as being so wet and no no that's he's been a really lovely kind person in this. I don't want to say that those elements are wet, but the original yeah, the drop old Mickey Mouse was a right sassy. That's why I like the new, the new cartoons, yeah. Mickey exactly. Shorts. And a lot yes, of people yes. don't like it, but they don't realise that that's he's more in keeping with yeah. with yeah. the uh, the, the original. But they took all edge off him when they decided that they knew what family uh, a family icon should be. They took all edge off him, and as a result, in like parks and you know meeting characters in parks and stuff, I've never been that bothered by Mickey hmm. because I just think of this nineties one I grew up with who had just he had no game. You well, they, they, they turned him into Kermit the Frog, not to reference him twice in one episode, but that's what they did. They turned him into this over-the-top, nice guy with no no edge and no, I know. Like, not a lot to him. The what Kermit's is, got over it is he's a performer and stuff. And, and they so did he's got, this, and he's got these they did the same to Tinkerbell, too. 
yeah, yeah, they did. But with Kermit, his affability is that's his humour point and yes, all the, yes. the craziness going on around him and the fact that he manages to and Miss Piggy and all her things but he stays after but again all that, all, a lot of that came up, up to and including the Muppets Christmas Carol and not beyond that a, a lot of yeah. a lot of sorry a Muppet Christmas Carol <laughs> the Muppet Christmas Carol jeez I never get that wrong <laughs> great use of the bell there and I think we've managed to use another couple of minutes of the podcast as well <laughs> Yeah, but he's, he's yeah. dulled down as well, I think. So in, in the late 80s, going into the 90s, I think. Mm. Okay. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So that that is my... And, and Minnie as well. And I think they're both a bit like that. And conversely, Donald and Daisy in the first one to an extent. I know Donald having a tantrum is kind of the Donald thing to do. And he does doing this. But he gets over it very nicely. And it's all a bit of an inward frustration. Mm. Whereas back in the 30s and 40s, it was screaming fits wasn't it but do you think the cartoons in the 40s were targeted at um like 10 year olds because no. i don't think they were no, no. And, no. and that's the difference and if you look at, at mickey now and television wise mickey and donald and and um goofy and everybody that tar- they're all targeted at, at preschoolers really that, mm. that's where they're, they're fundamentally aimed so mm. that's why there's a lot of difference but you're right the new the new shorts are are brilliant because it's more of a hark back to that. It's more of a, a teen comedy kind of. A, um, They're my favourite Mickey, Mickey cartoons. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got a couple of points. Uh, first of all, you know, like family that turns up, that poor family, and they're mm. like, we, we, "We've only got about eight dollars." Yes. I'm like, I'll go away. <laughs> they, they, they're the start of it all going wrong for Mickey when they turn up and they're like you know they're simpering and like oh, we only want a small tree oh go away you're going to ruin it Pete ruined it by <laughs> not letting him just sell him the small tree but also um, does that kid ever get his skateboard back or is it a snowboard snowboard oh do you know what I haven't thought about that he, I don't think he does um, he you don't hear him say anything, do you? Just kind of like you just see him like see him go, gesturing, and he gets the skateboard. Hey kid, off the skate. I need to borrow your Snit- hoverboard. Snowboard, yeah, he's like that. <laughs> yeah, um, that's Back to the Future. If anyone doesn't know what he's talking about, um, he takes that kid's snowboard so he can get to the shop in time. He's, he's well, first of all, he's like, oh, we we still got two minutes to get to the shop before the store before he closes." And it's on the like, other side of New oh, York. Oh, great, we've got two minutes. Brilliant, fine, yeah. And then he borrows this kid's snowboard, and. He just loses it. Does he land on a bus or something? And it just it just mm-hmm. pings off and you never see the kid get it back. I don't no. think you do, unless I missed it. Maybe that happens in Twice Upon a Christmas. Maybe I missed that bit. <laughs> Poor kid. It's not very... Well, maybe Mickey is a badass after all. <laughs> Up yours! So animation then. Uh, here we go. <laughs> hmm. It was utilitarian. Have I used that word right? It uh, was no. <laughs> it was. It was just what it needed. It was just what it needed to be, and no more, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, the first note I've got is it's really nothing special, and I'm so disinterested that I haven't even put the apostrophe in it. Yeah, that's how disinterested I was in the animation. It, it's these characters that you recognise, and if they were drawn badly, you'd notice that they're not drawn badly; they just are what they are. They're just a bit jerky at times, yeah. aren't they? And... There's a bit that really annoys me in the first cartoon, which is when, on one of the times when they get back into bed, it's done from overhead, but they're trying to get a 3D effect in the 2D animation, <laughs> and it just doesn't work. And right. it, every time I see it, it really annoys me. Mm. I mean. We understand that it's uh, it's not going to be movie quality. That's you know that's fine, but it is worth pointing out that it's not it's not up there. It's not it? gummy bears quality. No, there doesn't seem to be many design decisions going on there. And I know that's a daft thing to say because when you do animation, every single pencil line is a design decision. But there's not. It hasn't got a look, has it? Do you know what I but mean? But I guess it doesn't need to, does it? Because these no. are the things... This, Like you said, they're there to make money at the moment. They're just churning these things out. Yeah. So it's just, we need a background. They need them to be in a certain place. Great, okay, bang, 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 there's that. And then it's just draw these characters and make them do stuff. And I must say, the personally, I find the, the sort of landscapes and the exteriors really cosy. 
It's mm. what I want to see is this real Americana in the snow on all three of them. Do you know what I noticed about the first one in the credits? Did you hear me rewinding the credits about five times yesterday <laughs> while you were in the kitchen cooking? No. Um, the first what does one, that sound like? Uh, oh, God. It's got like... The oh, yeah, we'll talk have... about that in a minute, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but the first one, Donald's, Donald Duck Stuck on Christmas, is made in Japan. Oh. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. There we are. The other two are made in Canada. Mmm. Yeah. Mmm. But why I, was, why I kept rewinding it was um, I couldn't see that the first one was said Japan and the second one said Canada, but then it had the other one just written underneath it. So it was like saying, this one's made in, in Japan and these two were made here. And I was like going, where's the third one gone? It took me five times to watch the credits <laughs> to find out. Ah. See, that's, yeah, that's farming it out, isn't it? Cheaper well, labour. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I mean, the, there was a lot of, like in the 80s cartoons, I think there was a lot of... Um, Japanese animators and stuff involved, I think, from, from what I remember, but... Mm. Mm. Right. You're absolutely... It's late 90s, so a bit different, but yeah, it does, does sound like farming out. On it... a totally different subject, I watched a really good YouTube documentary on the um, the economy in Japan the other day, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's not worth going into because we're talking about Disney films, but basically anything they had to sell in the 90s they've no longer got to sell, and it's a shrinking economy, and it's fascinating. Carry on talking about Disney. <laughs> Any more animation? The shrinking economy and the world's only decreasing population. Well, that's one of the mm-hmm. reasons because it's getting to be an older population who are no longer working, and the expect it's just it's a very long story, <laughs> very interesting economic balance going on in Japan at the moment. There's a CG fairy dust trail. Ooh! Did you notice that? Ooh! Yeah, this is what jarred me. As I mentioned earlier, whenever they throw a little bit of CG in with something two D, it really kind of itches my eyes. Mm. I'm not a fan. Did you like Aunt Gertie's dance? <laughs> the forearms. Aunt up. Gertie does this really weird dance. <laughs> with the forearms, like like uh, she gets her shoulders up, and then just but then punches later, from the from the elbow out. Huey, Dewey, and Louie do the same dance yes, because it was annoying me, and I was like, "What is this awful dance?" And then the boys do it at the end, and it's actually quite funny because yeah. it's like a callback. <laughs> yeah. But I wondered if that was a little Japanese quirk that. I don't know, yeah. maybe maybe there was some kind of dance move at the time that was, you know, yeah, made sense over there. But over here, it's really odd. She's rolled her sleeves up and she's just doing the weirdest dance you've ever seen. It is funny when the boys do it, though. Should we get a video of uh, Lucy doing it for the Twitter account? Yes. Um. So the other thing that I have a bit of an issue with, with the animation is seen mostly in the uh, the Mickey and Minnie um, Magi uh, uh short which is what is this fascination with having characters that are basically human but with birds heads or <laughs> oh god head, yeah or, you know like they're not trying to make them like um clarabelle or no. or that they're just yeah. they're trying to make them appear human it's like it's like in the, the goofy cartoons whenever they have a female like like max's yeah, yeah. max's fiance in the they're goofy movie human. She, it's weird same in um chipmunks uh, yeah, Alvin and the Chipmunks, the the Chipettes, yeah, look, look more human. Yeah, I don't get mm, it. No, I, I just think very poor animation decision to to do that. But that was what those cartoons were like at the time. So, but then also the whole universe that Goofy lives in, where everyone is a kind of dog, but not any breed of dog you could ever recognise, except Pluto, who's and they're all bipedal, <laughs> just and... a dog. No, because he's not in. You know, when it's like the Goofy movie and stuff, Pluto's not there, is he? No. It's just this really weird dog world. Yeah. But everyone's bipedal and upright and. Mm. Yeah. I think we're probably thinking about it too much. Music! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on to music. Yeah. Yeah. Let's... Do you know what? Go on. Let's give him a little bit of credit for the orchestration. Yes, yeah, it's good. Agree, agree. It's good. It's warm and cozy, which is what you want from a Christmas did, did film. We, did we get your third Easter egg, by the way? Um, the department store in The Gift of the Magi is called... Did you spot it? Did you spot it? That's a funny name, isn't it? What's that? <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I didn't spot it. No. Mortimer's? Yeah. Uh, well, I only know that because I know that Mortimer Mouse was in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was, yes. He was the boss. Yeah. Yes. 
So it was a guess when I said that. And yeah. also, your lips went into a mm position. <laughs> so I got in there first. <laughs> yeah. Dear me. Yes, absolutely right. So there you go. Well, there Which is the callback to the 1930s. 1936 was the first time that Mickey Mouse met Mortimer Mouse yeah. in some shot or another. He appears mm. quite so a lot in the... Uh, in the more recent things, he's in Mickey's Roadster Racers all the time. Is oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, I'm disappointed then because we don't yeah. watch any of those. Yeah, and, and uh, he's in certainly one episode of Mickey's Clubhouse where they're all superheroes. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. Yeah. We, we need Disney Plus, don't we? What what else about the music then? It's nice. Well, it's nice to score. There's some nice singing at the end. Classic Christmas songs are yeah. played in a traditional way. It's just very nice and warm and... Do you like the Fire Brigade's uh, band number with the harmonica? Yes, it's very much. Nice. Yes, that, yes. Yeah. All, all his his uh, harmonica playing, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And, if, and I thought, you know, I've got a harmonica. I can play a little bit. I, I wonder, you know, I should learn some more Christmas songs. I can play a Christmas tree, but that's about it. Yeah. Maybe I'll submit that for uh, the podcast. Oh, yeah, I was I was very pleased with the music for for what it was. Lucy just changed the score. Yeah, you know you never know what I'm doing down here, do you? Yeah. Up or down, you'll never I, know. I liked the mournful version of uh, I think it was God rest ye merry gentlemen when uh, the three nephews are going to bed. It's like <laughs> so sad. Yeah. <laughs> so there's lots to enjoy. Yeah, a lot to enjoy. But for me. All that was flushed unceremoniously down the toilet. Oh, I'm so glad the, you're going to say this because this is by exactly the closing what I was credits. Say. Yes. I mean, this is not an unfamiliar Disney thing oh, again, God. particularly of the '90s. When you wish. <laughs> when they, they just take an existing Disney song and uh, all I can say is deck, like, deck, 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 Mariah deck the whole. Carey's. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but they are saying dick. What are they called? She. I don't Something. know, but it's like a kind of like... Um, it's a remix, so it's not no, just the way it's It's song. like an in- She-Daisy, that's what they're called. She-Daisy. Yeah, they're a country band. But it's like an Indian twanged version of Deck the Halls. It's like... With a bit of a minor tone what's, in it. What's that, what's that instrument? What's that, what's that Indian... Sitar. No, but is it a sitar that sort of like... Guitar. <sighs> Banjo. <laughs> is it a sitar? I don't, I think I'm not sure. I didn't Mandolin. Get... I'm going to find it. I think it's a sitar. Uh, I hated that song. You know what? I you listened to it five times trying to find where uh, the third segment was made. <laughs> it, it is going to massively affect my score because um, I had not heard that song before, in spite of the fact that I've watched this hundreds of times. Because when it finishes, we turn it off. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is the same with a lot of these things. And when you accidentally go about your day and leave a, a VHS running or a DVD running, and you suddenly hear the horror. That is on the end of Disney films. Oh. It's not the only one. Oh no, it isn't. And the, the, I think in general, in the musical like classics, when they take whatever that that song that they wanted to release as a single, and they get famous people to do it, they do a worse job than what it is in the I film. I think. So I think it was Celine Dion doing Beauty and the Beast was my least favorite because it's such a. Oh. Have you found it? I've just, I've, I found the exact bit with the instrument. Maybe it's a sitar. Here we go. Here it comes. It's got a Turkish feel to it. Yeah, no, it does. It's full of Eastern promise. That's <laughs> for sure. It's just what you want with your Turkish delight. But yeah, just to finish my thought, the Beauty and the Beast one is such a delicate moment in the film and then they just get someone and Taylor's all as time and I just loathe it mm. with... Yeah. My, from my very boots. Yeah. I want to punch it. I want to punch it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. to sit down now. Um, when we get a chance to talk at some point about our least favourite Disney songs, I think most of them will be title uh, will be end credit songs. Oh yeah. I know what mine is. <laughs> what is it? Go on, tell us. Wait, it's the one at the end of. I've said this before. It's the one oh. at the end of Moana. Oh yeah, that's bad. The uh, you welcome the version of you welcome that's like oh with Lin Manuel Miranda. Um, he he does the rap in the middle. What was the rap? But it's just like <laughs> it's just that guy. Uh, it's like he's missed the whole point of the song. He's like you welcome. Have you seen the video <laughs> that goes with it? The music video. No thanks. It's just it's black and white. Two guys sitting in a coffee shop. Let it's it go. Bizarre. Let it go. Terrible. Oh. Uh, the credit wow. version of Let It Go. It's horrible. Oh, I thought it was just that song. Right. Um, no. Oh, do you know what? Don't mind that one. Uh, it's poppy. Uh, 
We have gone a little off subject. Shall we scar it? Uh, well, well, almost. Let's. Um, I just wanted to say, in absence of anything really memorable in this, I want to make a, a little recommendation. Something you can substitute, right? Mm-hmm. When I was um, when I was a kid. Well, I wasn't even a kid. I was a teenager, so I'm not sure where we got it from. I think my little sister had it. It was a cassette tape called uh, called The Twelve Days of Christmas, and it had all the gang in it: Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Scrooge. Right as they prepare for Christmas. And it's got some absolutely belting songs in it, including I'd like to have an elephant for Christmas. Have you heard that before? No. But it is, there's some great songs on there, right? Great. Um, so I recommend that wholeheartedly. You know, buy that, download it. Um, I wouldn't rip it off uh, the audio from the album someone's uploaded to YouTube. <laughs> wouldn't recommend doing that. No. And then separating them out individually and then filing them away in your iTunes. Wouldn't no. recommend doing that because that's no, naughty, that. isn't no, it's it? That's really naughty, yeah. But yeah, it's it's got all the sort of like vibes of this. But they're getting ready for Christmas. There's a great shopping song with Mickey. Twelve Days of Christmas is good on that. And what's the name of it again? The Twelve Days of Christmas. Yeah. Twelve Days of Christmas. Yeah, it's got a green cover. And someone has put it on YouTube, but you, you wouldn't want to go. Near I wouldn't recommend watching it recommend on YouTube. That's <laughs> naughty. All right. Cool. And I'd also just like to, to finalise and just to echo what you said earlier. I did feel after watching this that I'd learnt the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> well, that's that's good. That's what it's about. Because I always used to look at you, Chris, and think he's a nice fella, but you know what? He needs a bit of Christmas in him. He doesn't know the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah, yeah it sounds like me. Um... <laughs> Tell us about the money. Come on, can you tell us about money? I, I, want to know about I money. have no information on the money. <laughs> All I'm guessing is it cost nothing because they found it out to Japan, apparently. And well, there it, you are. it made. And um, Canada. Buttloads. Buttloads. Yeah. <laughs> Buttloads. That's what Straight to Video did. I mean, they've not, not got the overheads they've got for cinema releases, you know. They just chuck it on a DVD, put it in Tesco, <clears> and people buy it. On the back of the DVD. There's Not a again. there's a, um, a disproportionately large uh, box that says bonus features, and then if you look, the uh, the box is largely empty, and then in a font that's way bigger than anything else on the back, they've put storybook. <laughs> look how much space is surrounding that. that. Is taking a lot of space up. <laughs> we need to get that on Twitter too. Yeah, I'm going to tweet that. That's going to be uh, hashtag storybook thirty seven Disney storybook. And you can have a look at the, the back of the DVD. And me doing the Gertrude dance will be... Forthcoming. No, what will the hashtag be? Oh, um <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag forthcoming. <laughs> hashtag 37 Disney. Gertrude. Gertrude. Gert- Gertie. Gertie. Hashtag 37 Gertie with a... Well, with a G. It's going to be in it. G-E-R-T-I-E. G-E-R-T-I-E. Okay. Yeah. Right, do you want to know the um, the IMDb score? Do I? IMDb are really considering next season stopping doing it because of all the the wonderful (laughs) things that we've watched and seen and of all the terrible things we've watched and we've seen, this one has come out at a (laughs) 7.2. Which is the same as, you know, Mary Poppins and, you know, every other wonderful thing. So that just seems to be, you know... Where the poo floats. Yeah. Anyway. What? I don't, well, I didn't want to say the actual expression. You float your poo at 7.2. That's the way the poo floats, kids. <laughs> Need a jingle for that. Yeah. Right. Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Um, critics, 40%. That's more like it. That is pretty damning. Yeah. Um, audience, 66%. But can I just say... This week, on a totally different thing, nothing to do with this podcast, uh, I needed to Google Cat in the Hat, and Rotten Tomatoes came up, and I just noticed out the corner of my eye, the Cat in the Hat film with Mike Myers got 9%. Oh! <laughs> I have never seen anything so low on Rotten Tomatoes before. I watched it. Is it 9% bad? Um, no, 9% good? 81% bad? So that sounds about right. Does Although it? I actually bought an album off the back of it. There's this song at the end and I thought, well, that's, that's interesting. It's kind of kitsch and indie. Mm. Uh, and uh, I bought an entire album immediately on the back of this one song at the end of The Cat in the Hat. And it uh, turns out that song is the only good song on the album. 
There's a new Green That's Eggs and rash. Ham series That's on Netflix, rash. isn't there? Talking of Zeus. 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 According to QI, it's Zeus. Zeus. Doctor Zeus. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not lying. But uh, no, I wouldn't say that. No one's. No one's saying Zeus. <laughs> but that apparently is what it should be. But then Susie called the musical would be Zeus called the musical, which doesn't have the same ring, does it? No. Zeus called the musical. Zeus called the musical. Yeah. I'm gonna back this on Broadway. <laughs> right. Story, who wants to go first? This episode should have been about 20 minutes long on the content we've got. We've nearly reached an hour. <laughs> Lucy, story, go. because that was too funny. Okay, story. I will reiterate, I love this DVD. I have a lot of fun with it. Um, there's some nice messages there. Simple stories, nothing groundbreaking. I give it a six. It's cosy and warm and makes you feel Christmassy and I really enjoyed it. I always really enjoy it. I'm going to give it a six as well. Uh, For all the same reasons, I'm going to give it a seven. What did you say, Lucy? Five? Six? Six. Six. Six and a six. And a seven. Oh, I hope we're not going to score this so it like beats Cinderella. Animation, Hugh. Um, let me see here. Uh, I gave it a six. It's nothing special. It's fine. It's functional. A six. See, I think six is above halfway. So if you say it's nothing special, it's fine. It's functional. If you you've got to be, it's got to be above best for it to be above five so I've given it a three because it's fine but it's only a three. Three I would have to start to hate aspects of it. Well I don't like the CG bits, the bells and all that stuff. It jars my eyes a bit. Um, I think if we were judging this as a TV show um, for the standards of other TV shows out there it would be doing alright I think in terms of film it's not doing great at all um, I think it's middle of the road so I'm going to give it a 5 some music Chris do you know what I really enjoy the scoring all the way through it um, I, I am not entirely sure about the bit right at the end where they blend three different Christmas carols to it together and end with jingle bells because it's a bit strange um, so I think I'd probably give it a seven if it wasn't for the fact that that Deck the Hall song comes on at the end and kills everything. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to be really harsh here, but it's getting a two because it just really annoyed me. Yeah. Two. You know, uh, the old, back to the 90s, I'm feeling very nostalgic, TV show Gladiators. Oh, yeah. And they would absolutely blitz the Eliminator at the end and then they'd get to the Travelator. Yeah. And the legs would go <laughs> to Jelly. And that'd be it, they'd lose. That's what happened. Mm. So, for the same reasons you say, I'm giving it a three. Mm. Oh, go on, I'll give it a three as well, actually. Bump me up a, a point, I think. I think two's very harsh. You, you, you're sitting there adding it up, oh, you haven't yeah. told us what you Because <laughs> I've already written mine down. I, I gave it a six, because I liked the, uh, the classic Christmas song orchestration. Mm-hmm. And uh, Goofy does a very good rendition of uh, saying any clothes is coming down. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and the harmonica playing. Come on, guys. Hello. That's mm. good stuff. We do love good harmonica. So I'll give it a six. But what did the kids think? We just watched Mickey's Merry Christmas. Once upon a Christmas, I mean. It was about. Donald with his nephews and um, three visitors. So, Huey, Louie and Dewey said this to the star. Well, the green ones with the shirt said it first. I think that's Louie. He said, the star I see tonight. I wish it was Christmas every day. And then it was Christmas every day. And... It was Christmas every day because they really loved the first one, but then it kept on getting worse and worse. When um, it was Christmas Day every day and they got bored of it, I said, why don't they stay in bed every day? And then at the last one, 
It was fantastic. The nieces were um, helping everyone. Nephews. Nephews, I mean. Not nieces. When him and Dizzy were trying to kiss, um, Donald's hair came up. Then the goofy one, they ran to catch the postman and there was loads of problems. And one was that they went through a shop. They went to a house to make Pete... Goofy and Goofy's son um, thought there wasn't a Santa, but there was. He brought him a skateboard for the snow. Then the third one about Mickey getting a present for Minnie. So Minnie got this present for Mickey that was a case for Mickey's harmonica. And she spent it with her necklace. But Mickey got her a watch for her necklace and he spent his high moniker. There's Mickey and Minnie, but they traded um, the gifts for, for the presents, so they didn't have the thing for their presents anymore. Pluto keeps on saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. My favourite bit was all of it. When Huey, Lou and Dewey were here, were on the screen. My favourite character is Mickey. My favourite character was Huey, Louie and Dewey. My favourite song was I Wish You a Merry Christmas. My favourite one was Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells. I would give it a four out of five. I would give it a five out of five. Merry Christmas everybody that's listening to our podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> what? It's going to be beating. I've just seen the score. It's higher than Dumbo. <laughs> no, is it? That gives us, unless my maths is uh, incorrect, uh, 64. No. It's not higher than Dumbo. Dumbo 67, isn't it? 64. Uh, he's level pegging with Cinderella oh, and Peter it. Pan. And Peter Pan. It's just not, though, is it? It's not. Yeah, but do you know what? It's not just about looking at it in isolation and going like, you know, is that better than that? It's not. It, you watch it in context. You watch it as part of your Christmas experience and it adds something to it, you know? Yeah. It's got it's got some worth. It's got its place in the world. It does. Okay. I think that's just fine. Maybe not as high as that, its place in the world. Yeah. Do you know what? It's... Do you wish you hadn't bumped up your music, Scarlett? No, no. I just, I just think that we need to make our listeners aware that that our rating system sucks. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! I that I that is not the opinion of the house. I don't, I don't think it's very well moderated. Let's put it that way. I do. I think. No, I do as well. I think I've been very consistent in all mine. I think I have as well. In fact, if anything, I probably marked that a bit lower than I should have done. But... In fact, when I'm listening back to to these. Um, in my head, I'm normally thinking, I'd probably give that a seven. Oh, yeah, I did give it a seven, mm. you know? No, I think it's fair. It's just, it's really strange. But what you've got to remember, Lucy, what you, what we do have to remember <laughs> is, <laughs> Lucy, all right, just just listen. Just just listen to me for a second. Are you listening? It's Christmas. Yeah. Listen cool. to him. Yeah, Come yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm all ears. All right, so what we've got to remember is that we're, we're judging these films over a massive period of time yeah, and loads of different styles and, and ways of doing things and that's what makes it complicated and different audiences different yeah. yeah formats and if if we just took everything in isolation of, of one style and format then you know we'd just pick which one was our favourite certainly from an animation point of view and that they'd be the solid winners for everything but... and go home yeah, yeah be easy wouldn't it yeah okay there we are well Right, so what's next week then? Well, I think seeing as though we've done this um, appallingly uh, average film this time, we should do something a little bit more stellar. Mm. Oh, that's that's kind of giving away your scoring right there. No, I'm just saying, I, I don't necessarily mean that I think it's A little bit more iconic. I, I, I mean, uh, yeah. We're hitting the big time. We are. We're doing one, one, of, the, one of the big, big Christmas films. Are we going to say what it is? 
Oh, should we not? Twice upon a Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do Once Upon an Easter. We're doing Christmas Chronicles, the Netflix smash <laughs> yeah. hit from last year. Do we normally say what we're doing next time? We have done in the past on occasion. I don't think it would hurt to. Are we actually that that desperate to pad time out that we're actually having a conversation about this? I know. I was going to say, <laughs> tell them, don't tell them. We've kind of like I mean, gone around yeah, the I mean, circles. You know, like, are people going to be like, ooh, what is it? And we're thinking, are we going to tell them next week? It's Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Chris, wrap up. <laughs> because it's Christmas. I like that. Um, well, I think that's just about all we've got time for whoa, now. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa, whoa. Guys, 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 guys. Oh, guys. Factor. What are you doing? You know, Sorry, you know we'll get like probably a couple of hundred letters about this if I miss out the cry factor. <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. He really loves it. I don't know why they just can't be together. <laughs> Hugh's cry factor. Here we go. Yeah. Do it right. How many? How many letters? What? How many letters? About two hundred. Uh, uh, what I normally get, you know. You mean like three percent of our listeners? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or so this is the cry factor, or as Lucy called it off mic earlier, uh, sob appeal, because <laughs> she couldn't remember what it was called. Uh, listen, I prefer that. Donald's nephews learn the true meaning of Christmas. Yes, they do. Goofy stays up late digging. Don't forget Max in the snow. Oh. Come on, right? Oh, there's some nice moments, isn't there? Oh yeah. That's, that's upset me now. But no real weepers, so... No. It gets a two. Two teardrops. Also, listeners, something else I nearly forgot is I have bought a new book called The Quotable Walt Disney. <laughs> this is what he had to say about yeah. Once Upon a Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and seeing as though regret. we've now reached a point in our movies where Walt is sadly no longer with us, having pegged it during Jungle Book... I'm going to finish every episode with a Walt quote, just so we can stay in our lives. Okay. So this one I thought was appropriate to this film, and it's about family. The important thing is the family. If you can keep the family together, that's the backbone of our whole business, catering to families. That's what we hope to do. And that's it for today, so uh, I guess we'll see you all next time. See you later. Merry Christmas. Oh, gosh. Goodbye, children. That was a nice movie,